0: It's a mid-november night in Manhattan, and it's cold and dark by 5:30. I meet my fiance Mike, outside of his office after work, and we walk to the subway together. Our train, the downtown Six, is just a few blocks away.
1: The next downtown local six train to Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. We'll-
0: it's close to the holidays and there's this palpable antsiness. People are pacing the platforms, ready to be done with work and get home. Mike and I are a little on edge too, but not because we're trying to get home. In fact, quite the opposite. I don't even know how many stops it is. Oh, I think this is the last
1: one? I think so. Uh-huh.
0: It might be the last stop for everybody else on this train, but our journey is just getting started. I'm Johanna Mayer, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we are staying on this train past the last stop and heading to a place that still, to this day, New Yorkers go to extravagant lengths to visit, even though it's been shut down and sealed away for nearly 100 years. Old City Hall Station. More after this. I was wondering if there are going to be other people who stayed on. Nope.
1: nope. Just us. Let's get by a window.
0: People say that Old City Hall Station is New York's worst-kept secret. That's probably true. In fact, when I moved to New York more than a decade ago, this was one of the first touristy things I did. Old City Hall is a decommissioned subway station. It hasn't operated in nearly 100 years, and it's sealed up, away from the public. Still, New Yorkers love to talk about it, and it comes up over and over again, Personally, I don't remember how I first heard about it. It was just kind of in the ether. But as I got to work on this episode, I realized that I knew basically nothing about the station, except the fact that it exists. So I had to do a place where I could learn more. The New York Transit Museum. The museum is actually inside a different decommissioned subway station underground, And it is a super popular spot for school field trips. The day I visited, there were kids galore. I talked with Polly Desjardins. She's the content manager for the museum.
1: I was living in history every day. I work with objects that you can sit inside of. It's a place where you can touch it.
0: We're sitting inside an old train car from 1907. It's got ceiling fans, old leather straps to hang on to, and cushiony seats covered in rattan. The whole thing feels old-timey and kind of romantic.
1: You can really physically be in the history that you're talking about. Um, So I just really found that this was a place where I learned everything I know about New York. The
0: subway is so much a part of New York City that sometimes I forget that there was a time, and kind of a long time, actually, When it didn't exist. The subway didn't open until 1904, about 300 years after the Dutch settled in the area. Polly says that before the subway, there were other ways of getting around, mainly stagecoaches, which catered to rich ladies who didn't want their ball gowns to drag on the ground. There were streetcars for a while, and one eccentric dude had an idea for an air powered train. He even built a small sample track. That is a story for another episode. And right at the turn of the century, work began on the New York City subway.
1: They broke ground in March of 1900. And, you know, it was a big fanfare. There was a ceremony on the steps of City Hall.
0: And the Tiffany Company, the same company that makes fancy jewelry, made an inaugural silver shovel. They gave it to the mayor.
1: And he sort of lifted the inaugural shovel. You know, some poor contractor had been there in the morning, you know, (laughs) hacking the ground, but he gets to lift the inaugural shovel.
0: Four and a half years, nine miles of track, 28 stations, and nearly $50 million later, which is actually more like $970 million in today's money, the New York City subway opened for business.
1: So you have four and a half years of people, like, literally seeing this thing happen, probably disrupting their lives in some way, right? So they've got all this anticipation. And they covered City Hall in Bunting. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people who come out on opening day, which is October 27, 1904. There's a big ceremony at City Hall. You know, they're all there.
0: This is the place to be for the New York transportation bigwigs. Cornelius Vanderbilt's in attendance. Of course, the mayor is there, too. They give speeches. They go through all the fanfare. And then
1: the big moment. Then they leave City Hall. They go down and they, and they walk into City Hall Station. And they board the first train.
0: The Tiffany Company made another ceremonial silver object for the opening. This time, it was a
1: master controller for the trains. And they say to the mayor, you can operate the train. You can take the train out of City Hall. And, you know, he's never operated a train before. <laughs> All the officials are standing like right behind him, <laughs> you know, gritting their teeth. Anyway, <laughs> Yeah, terrified. <laughs> anyway, he loves this so much that he won't let go but he really is enjoying himself, and he makes it go too fast. And, you know, they're all like, oh, my God.
0: Finally, the mayor lets go of the controls, more than 100 blocks from where we started. And after all the bigwigs finish their inaugural afternoon ride, the subway opens to the public, and people are
1: ready for it. Thousands of people have showed up, packed, jam-packed, right? So those first trains going uptown and downtown... Um, we know that about 150,000 people rode the train that night.
0: Wow. Yeah, I know,
1: which, like... is, which is crazy. But of course, New Yorkers are
0: going to be New Yorkers.
1: They're so jaded. In fact, they write about this guy on literally on the first night who sort of plops himself down, takes his hat off, puts his hat next to him and sort of slides into his seat, closes his eyes and then waits until he's at his home station. On the first night? On the first night. So it was kind of like, you know, this attitude of, yeah, this is is for me, it's going to get me home. I mean, it became so sort of pedestrian so quickly. (laughs) Classic.
0: But not everyone was too cool for school. Some people were skeptical and kind of freaked out. And I get it, rocketing underground in a metal tube at the turn of the century could be pretty unnerving. So the way the city eased these concerns was by making subway stations nice, beautiful even. And the most beautiful of all was the station at the very bottom of the line City Hall. Say you're a New Yorker in the early 1900s and you're hustling to work. You'd enter old City Hall Station through a pair of ornate glass and iron kiosks. You'd walk down the stairs and pay a nickel at the ticket booth. And then you'd step into the main section of the station. But it would feel more like you're entering a cathedral.
1: The best thing for me about City Hall Station really were the ceilings. The ceilings are these Beautiful uh, timbral vaults, and so you have this these vaulted ceilings in a subway station.
0: The architects of the station were actually working on a famous cathedral in the city at the same time, Saint John the Divine.
1: So they brought those church sensibilities downtown. There was air and light, and then three amazing, beautiful skylights, you know, letting the daylight in, which would pool on the platform. I mean, romantic. I mean, really romantic. And then a series of 12 chandeliers hanging above the tracks. Chandeliers? Chandeliers. (laughs) I mean,
0: seriously. There were arched doorways, detailed tile work. City Hall was so lovely that there was a big uproar when the city put advertisements in the station. People thought it ruined the vibe. There was even a lawsuit over
1: it. This was the first vision for people of what the subway could be. It it, it provides so much promise. It's kind of like, we think you guys are worth it. You New Yorkers that are going to use this system, we made it beautiful for you. We want it to work for you. Beautiful as it was, old
0: City Hall station couldn't keep up with the times. By 1923, it was the only stop in the city that hadn't moved to turnstiles. Changes to train car design meant there were big gaps between subway car doors and the station's platform. Plus, ridership at this station was down. Only local trains ran through City Hall, but there was a bigger station right next door that had express trains— So in 1934, the station shut down. In typical New Yorker fashion, Polly says most people didn't really care. And there, City Hall sat for decades, its skylights and chandeliers showing off for no one. But in 2004, for the 100th anniversary of the opening of the subway, the New York Transit Museum cracked the seal and opened the station back up. They began leading official tours, letting visitors sneak into a part of New York City history that had been long buried. Polly sometimes leads these tours, and on one, she met a
1: woman who was in her 90s. As a kid, her dad, you know, would often take her on the train from City Hall. So it was a, it was a coming back experience for her, and it was just it was, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was lovely. It was a big deal for her. But for me, it was like, oh my goodness, you you actually rode a train from here. You know, you bought a ticket and you did the whole thing. Like, that's amazing.
0: Old City Hall station was only open for about 30 years. In the grand scheme of things, a short moment in the long history of the subway. But the way people talk about it, you'd think it was around for a century. Its legacy is way bigger than the time it was in operation. The whole thing kind of makes me think about, and stay with me here, Saturday Night Live, and how Chevy Chase is possibly the most iconic SNL cast member of all time, the number one person you associate with the show. But he was only on for one season. Old City Hall Station is New York City's Chevy Chase. Let me tell you something about these tours. They are a hot commodity. If you thought it was tough to get tickets to see Taylor Swift last summer, try getting a ticket to see Old City Hall. Okay, maybe not that intense, but there are a lot of transportation nerds out there. And tickets go on sale only three times a year. They sell out in minutes. And the other thing is, you're only allowed to buy a ticket if you're a member of the New York Transit Museum, which can I just say, is a pretty great marketing ploy. And they're serious about it. I tried to convince the museum to let me tag along on one of their tours as part of the story. I got shot down immediately. But there is one other way that you can see Old City Hall. Today, the 6 train no longer stops at old City Hall station, but it does go through it. After the official last stop, the train does a turnaround loop. And if you look closely, you can catch a glimpse of the station out the windows. This time, I've dragged my native New Yorker fiancé with me. And it just so happens that he has never seen the station. So you don't remember learning about it?
1: Not really. I feel like it's just um, people meditates. I mean, it's like, you know, I've never been to the Statue of Liberty.
0: So we're sitting here on the train after the last stop, as it's making its turnaround. We're the only two people, and we don't know which side the station will appear on. So we post up next to the windows on either side of the
1: train. Which way? Which way? over this side. Yeah. The anticipation!
0: <laughs> oh, 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 that's it, that's it. Yeah, oh, Look at that. There it is! Wow. If that wow sounded less than enthusiastic, well, maybe he's just a real New Yorker. We couldn't see the skylights, we only got a quick glimpse of the tile work. But there it was, New York's worst kept secret. And in a way, I kind of prefer seeing it like this. For just an instant, you can see flickers of the grandeur of a bygone era. And you get to imagine the rest. The mayor hurtling through the tunnels with his Tiffany master controller, the people crushing to board the trains on opening night, and the thousands of jaded New Yorkers who sat down, closed their eyes, and couldn't care less. You can become a member of the New York Transit Museum and book tickets to see Old City Hall Station on their website. There's a link in our episode description. Or you can do like I did and get a peek at it from the six train. If you go that route, just take the six train downtown and stay on after the last stop. And FYI, if you're facing the front of the train, Old City Hall will appear on the left side. And yes, the Transit Museum does know about this loophole, but they really recommend you buy a ticket and see the full thing. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes... Dylan Thuris Doug Baldinger Chris Naka Camille Stanley
1: Manolo Morales Baudelaire
0: Gabby Gladney Our technical director is...
1: Casey Holford
0: This episode was mixed by...
1: Luce Fleming
0: Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. turn around right?
1: No I think we're just, we're, we're in here now.
0: Do we have service down here? No. <laughs> Do you think the emergency
1: thing is? No it's going. <laughs> okay. Phew. Okay.